How's it going, guys? It is 3.13 a.m. 18th of May here in Japan. We have a past-level question for TCK OBGYN Pediatrics. If you're studying for step one, relax, okay? I mean, obviously, you're going to need to ace TCK eventually, and I'll tell you some high-level points regarding uh, some step one stuff. Before we get started, please subscribe to my channel. Really appreciate it. Give me a like. Really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram, Melman underscore medical, MHL man underscore medical. Links down below. Find me on Telegram. Links to the Telegram group and channel down below. And then start the clip. Male neonate born via cesarean section at 38 weeks gestation to a 35 year old mother. G2P2 is in respiratory distress. Pregnancy was unremarkable. A child is, the child is placed under warming lights with tactile stimulation. Chest x ray shows fluid within fissure lines. Question on, wants to know which of the following is most likely explanation for this patient's presentation. So, Let's just hop to the answer choice here. Choice A, decreased elastic recoil, wrong fucking answer. In NRDS, neonatal respiratory distress syndrome, aka hyaline membrane disease, we are going to have increased elastic recoil because this is not hyaline membrane disease, by the way, but in the case of NRDS, we would have decreased surfactant, which is hydrophobic, which means in turn, we have greater hydrophilic attraction between the uh, alveolar surface area uh, components. Okay. So that means increased proclivity for collapsing of the alveoli. Okay. So that increased hydrophilicity facilitates increased elastic recoil. Okay. It's a collapsing force, whereas compliance is the opposite in simple terms, which is the ability to expand. And I harp on this because you will get an NRDS question and they might just have increased elastic recoil as the answer. In this case, wrong fucking answer. Choice B, decreased lectin sphingomyelin ratio, wrong fucking answer. So obviously in NRDS as well, this would also be low, okay? So this is what USMLE will do sometimes. If you get a question, you thought, if you're watching this clip and you thought this was NRDS, you might be confused because yes, there's more than one answer here that could refer to NRDS. So that's how in turn you can assess that or ascertain that it's not the correct diagnosis. So lecithin, they want you to know, is also known as dipalmatoylphosphatidylcholine, okay, quite verbose. Um, but this ratio should be elevated with increased fetal lung maturity, notably after 36 weeks, okay, 37 and above your term. Uh, but 2 to 2.4 and above, that's good for uh, fetal lung maturity. If a child, although 36 weeks and under, is premature, uh, for OBGYN and 2CK, you need to know that we don't give steroids for acceleration of fetal lung maturity unless the kid is 34 weeks or under, okay? You need to give two boluses of steroids within 24 hours. Holy shit. There literally is a question on one of the OBGYN forms where they say a kid is going to be born prior to 34 weeks, and they say a bolus of steroids was given to the mom 12 hours ago, and they ask the next best step, and the answer is bolus of steroids. That strikes students as weird because they just fucking said you give a bolus, but OMG, you have to give two bolus of steroids within 24 hours. Wrong fucking answer. Choice C, decreased number of lamellar bodies, wrong fucking answer. So you need to know for step one that lamellar bodies are specialized organelles within type 2 pneumocytes that produce surfactant, okay? Past level detail, of course, that type 2 pneumocytes are the cells that produce surfactant. Obviously, type 2 pneumocytes are the stem cells of the alveoli as well. But within type 2 pneumocytes, holy shit, there's a weird sounding organelle called lamellar bodies. And they'll just give you a simple question, NRDS. The answer is decreased lamellar bodies. Wrong fucking answer. 
Choice D, decreased clearance of fetal lung fluid, correct answer, diagnosis, transient tachypneum, the newborn. Okay, so TTN. Now, OBGYN diagnosis, but for step one as well, I'm just giving you some info here. So this is going to be the answer, transient tachypnea of the newborn. It will be the answer on USMLE. When you get a vignette that sounds like NRDS, you're reading it, and it sounds sort of like neonatal respiratory distress syndrome, kid born in respiratory distress, OMG, but he or she is born at term, okay? And you're going to notice that basically always, for USMLE at least, It'll be via cesarean section, okay? So can technically technically be a rushed vaginal delivery as well, quick vaginal delivery. But kids were born at term via cesarean section. There is the mechanism of fluid accumulation in the lungs, okay? It's going to be decreased time for pulmonary lymphatics to clear amniotic fluid out of the lungs. That's one of the mechanisms. It's also thought that cesarean section, you're not getting this quote-unquote squeezing action uh, that could help propel fluid out of the lungs that a, that a vaginal delivery uh, would facilitate. Okay, so on one of the NBME exams, I've seen them write x-ray shows fluid within fissure lines. They say that for TTN, okay? For NRDS, hyaline membrane disease in contrast, they will often say chest x-ray shows a, re a reticular, or, sorry, a reticulogranular pattern. Okay, reticulogranular. Uh, it can be very buzzy for NRDS questions. So this is TTN, all right? It's going to be a kid born at term. Sounds like NRDS, but it's term via cesarean section. Not enough time for pulmonary lymphatics to clear amniotic fluid out of the lungs. So real quick, uh, choice C syndrome, meconium aspiration, wrong fucking answer. I've seen this assessed once on OBGYN TCK material. What you need to know is a kid born post-term, 42, 43 weeks, that's a risk factor for meconium aspiration, aspiration syndrome. They will simply tell you there's uh, meconium staining of the fluid. And they want you to know that meconium aspiration syndrome is a major risk factor for a condition known as persistent fetal hypertension or persistent fetal circulation. So this is what they're going to do. They're going to say kid born at 43 weeks, gestation. You're like, holy shit, that's really late. So they say kids born at 43 weeks, there's meconium staining of the amniotic fluid, and uh, he or she is cyanotic, and they're going to tell you that echo of the heart shows uh, a right-to-left shunt across a foramen ovale. And you're like, well, that's weird, because the kid's born already. Like, that shouldn't be the case. And then the answer will just be failure of pulmonary vasodilation. Okay, that's it's long fucking discussion, but... Uh, meconium aspiration can prevent the uh, fetal lungs the, uh, from expanding, and that can lead to increased right heart pressure, and it prevents the foramen ovale from closing. Wrong fucking answer. You know the deal, Nick, to make more content. I feel like my stuff, subscribe my channel. Appreciate your time. That's it.